a very warm welcome to everyone on our fifth episode and in this episode we move towards the west yes we are going to be talking about maharashtra so listen on to find out more fraternal greetings and a warm welcome to you we're glad that you could join us on the ashlers podcast a space for the world's oldest fraternity to shine some light through masonic paper readings discussions interviews and more freemasonry is so old that our lifetime wouldn't be enough to capture its grandeur in the entirety however all things great should begin somewhere and so we are thrilled to start off with season 1 which will focus on freemasonry and its roots in india one state at a time as a disclaimer the thoughts and opinions expressed here are solely of the participants and do not represent any official positions including those of any grand lodge or constitutions thereof best efforts have been made to keep the conversation on the level for brethren and non-masons alike hey guys before i begin today's topic i want to let you know a little something about hub hopper studio you know this podcast is hosted on hub hopper studio that is h u p h o p p e r studio.com it is india's leading hosting and distribution platform for many podcasts the platform is absolutely free and it helps me reach out to the right indian audience by not only getting it on audio streaming platforms such as spotify and google podcasts but even on indian platforms such as gana wink music and many more welcome folks to another episode of the ashlers and in this episode we are moving towards the west and it's a special one because we are moving over to maharashtra which also happens to be rinesh's home state so rinesh how do you jai maharashtra jai maharashtra yeah <laughs> <laughs> i could have actually shouted but i just i could have actually shouted you know varshishir but i just don't want to like uh, really trouble all my listeners like ye bahut zara chilla raha let's just cut this right now <laughs> anyway. you, you don't want the uh, headphones to fly off the heads right <laughs> Yes, yes. The other way around, whatever makes sense. <laughs> oh, boy, yes, yes. All righty. So, uh, Maharashtra, right? So, um, now, folks, we, you know, just as a very quick recap for everybody, we started off from West Bengal, came down the Koromundal coast, went to Tamil Nadu. Uh, there is a, a little addition to that Tamil Nadu episode. We'll come towards the end of it. So, just stay tuned and listen to the end for that. Um, and then from Tamil Nadu, Tamil Nadu we are now you know over to Maharashtra and from there we'll go to a different direction so if there are any guesses definitely leave a comment on our Instagram uh, we'll be putting out stories and even posts so look out for that the links will be on our description so without further blabbering on my part I hand it over to Rinesh to start the episode so Rinesh you're on Yes, thank you. So, guys, we, as uh, Shishir mentioned that, right, we started from Bengal, went all the way to Tamil Nadu, and then obviously now we are moving in the West Coast. Now, why exactly are we thinking of doing that? Again, usual, 
we are following the route which the british took which the uh, the way they actually moved around the country and obviously this is not counting the fact that they were definitely spreading inside also the internal routes but we will definitely come to that too in our future episodes when we cover those specific states but we thought we might as well cover one of those bigger states where they actually have a bigger influence when it comes to freemasonry and uh, the third best place for us at that moment to think about was maharashtra specifically mumbai bombay bombay whatever you want to call it out the boiling point the boiling pot of the country as a matter of fact it was at once upon a time it used to be called the urbs primus in indies that means the first city of india that that itself is a big stuff for them because british literally got this right from portuguese during one of their uh, dowry uh, exchange which actually happened and it was not just bombay by the way bombay along with the place called aden in yemen are the two cities which british actually got so technically the bombay presidency at that time was spread all the way back to yemen and uh, going with that obviously as we have been already talking about that why do we actually have freemasonry in these places the british as usual wanted a fraternity around there and this was technically the place where now everybody was actually landing so naturally it kind of gave them that whole feeling that yes they needed somebody who can take care of certain things and that's where freemasonry actually landed at the coast of bombay for them uh we will start with something the irish side of it i know i'm going a little way off track in this one instead of the english or the scottish i'm just going for the irish wars because the irish were always considered as the regimental lodges the irish were known for having traveling lodges because obviously they used to go from one town to the other town obviously fighting the wars or taking care of whatever they were having so they even moved from uh, places after places so irish were one of the few uh, first few people who actually were interested in doing this whole freemasonry bit uh, but somehow if i'm not wrong and uh, uh, listeners you can obviously correct me if you get some more information about this the oldest one which i have come to know in maharashtra is a lodge called saint andrews number no. 6 and shishir you and me both know you coming from a lodge uh, which has his humble belongings from the scottish side saint andrews definitely sounds scottish right and i completely agree <laughs> Uh, uh, yes and this this one was actually uh, consecrated somewhere back in the 1835 in nagpur so technically okay uh, obviously listeners do know that in, back in 1800 uh, nagpur was technically the cent, uh, center pro, the central province and everything it was not exactly bombay presidency but since we are co- talking about the current state of maharashtra it kind of just builds into that so saint andrews number no. 6 now that made me actually start thinking why exactly did scottish guys go and sit there I was not able to search much, but somehow this kind of ties up to the fact that when I used to roam around these places, and uh, Nagpur was one of those places, I realized that cotton was very common in that area. I'm, and I'm not talking about the current city of Nagpur; just I'm talking about the entire Vidarbha region. That region was known for its cotton. That region was known for its oranges. So, and we obviously need to thank the uh, the American Civil War. or making us come into this place because it was just after the american civil war when the demand of cotton or the demand of grow uh, clothes actually increased why because the british obviously wanted clothes and they wanted to sell these things and they were not able to get from america so obviously their focus shifted to india the best soil the best place to actually grow cotton was actually in the vidarbha region of maharashtra the the dry region of that thing and from there they started building the whole railway line to ensure that kind of comes all the way to bombay 
in bombay they helped uh, some of the folks to actually set up some mills so most of the parsis right who used to actually stay in bombay who had left their country at one point of time and have settled in gujarat and bombay at this time they are the ones who built those mills created those uh, cotton uh, cloths and they used to just ship so you know the entire event right from the one of growing cotton to the railway line and then the mills and people getting jobs obviously they had their own benefits right obviously they were looking for that benefit but it kind of gave us what we have now the railway lines the the, the mills which actually worked out uh, the amount of clothes which we were making and that kind of helped us today or maybe it doesn't doesn't really matter at that point of time but this is all the things which actually worked in our favor at one point of time and that's when freemasonry also spread in the same line from there i wanted to talk about some of the lodges which are really uh, which are still actually there in bombay in maharashtra in pune and all these other places there is a, a lodge called lodge saint george which was made uh, which was consecrated in 1848 this is an english lodge we have obviously a scottish lodge called lodge perseverance number no. 338 one of the oldest one uh, by the way all these lodges are still in existence uh, and then we have lodge saint patrick an irish lodge we have not actually covered irish much but i really wanted to bring this irish lodge into place and uh, finally we have lodge eastern star number no. 17 which started in mumbai so these are some of the old lodges which are which were consecrated at that time and they still exist yes i actually want to just remind one thing about uh, you know the particular episode and generally all the episodes that is going on especially uh, for any listener who might have uh, you know who might be hearing us for the first time so guys um, the context is that season 1 of you know the ashlers is chronicling the spread of freemasonry in india one state at a time so it makes sense to you know go back to the roots Uh, and talk about where everything started so what renesh is trying to do here is to go back to the era where you know the people who actually brought masonry to india uh, and he's trying to chronicle that so that's where you will hear a lot about british scottish irish and what not right so these all folks came into our country for their vested interests and like every positive has a negative every negative also has a positive right so it's just a matter of time so yeah uh, just to set the context straight here anish please proceed okay so now from bombay obviously these lodges are still there and we are still working on there uh, i i wanted to actually understand why did they actually spread across and how did they spread across uh, bombay has a very amazing place right next to it called lonavla Uh, which is on route to pune right now so we had lodges in lonavla which was kind of like a dream destination well technically for us it's still an amazing place to go it's our weekend trip once in a while we just take our bikes we just take our cars and just go all the way to lonavla have some fun have some chickies over there and then come back and like well that that's just an amazing time at that time so obviously i think the british also thought of the same stuff so they took some of their lodges along with them to lonavla they went to pune uh as a matter of fact the uh, as i was saying right the oldest lodge was obviously in nagpur st andrews number no. 6 similarly there one of the other oldest lodges which i came to know about is in amravati again a place where you actually have those merchant communities working out all these things and you know? with amravati we have aurangabad we have kolhapur solapur nagpur and finally nasik as well so the spread of freemasonry literally showcases that these bigger cities right these uh, tier 1 tier 2 tier 3 whatever tier you want to call it uh, cities they are right they actually always had something or the else coming in 
and adding to that you know if you notice how you know masonry has moved from city to city and then it has set itself over there i think the key aspect that comes out over here is the you know need for bonding right the need for bonding within wherever you are so all the way from england they come to india set you know lodges over here so yes as the merchants move so does the trade and so do the people who actually affect the trade and where there are people there is a need for bonding and socializing because man or woman are social creatures yes. here it is <laughs> okay so enough of history let me just talk about my time when i used to actually visit these lodges and the the stories and the events which i've actually heard about now one of the few ones are Freemason Hall in Bombay is almost 120 plus years old. It's a place to see. You can actually just search Bombay Free uh, Mumbai Freemasons Hall and you will actually get the photos. Some of the photos by the way have been taken by me and a very good friend of mine uh, brother Richard Mehta. Uh those are amazing photos. Please do take a look at them, like them and see how exactly those things are. Along with that, they also have every year in the month of June a open house. Now Shishir, this is something which is i want which i think you should be the one to talk about yeah um so guys open house is basically a concept where um you know certain historical buildings are left open to the public and you know the general populace is encouraged and invited to come look into the building and they are told about the historical aspects of it you know the architecture the history behind that building and i think that's a great initiative so if any of you are near any of these lodges uh, you can always check out um, you know the websites to see what are the you know open house dates and definitely go and check it out it's not just uh, about masonry but it's, but it's also you know a, a golden nugget of our country's great past so you know don't miss out on that yes as, as a matter of fact along with the open house they kind of keep an heritage walk where they showcases some of the old buildings around bombay they showcases what are the different places of a very interesting fact a person named as frederick william stephen uh he was a freemason he is he was the architect or rather i should say he is the architect of the victoria terminus or commonly right now known as chhatrapati shivaji maharaj terminus station the bmc headquarters the maharashtra police headquarters the bbnci which is the bombay baroda and uh, the other head, the headquarters of that near churchgate so see these are some of the places which he which he designed so you can so that's exactly what they showcase in the heritage walk so it's not just going to be a bland way of some discussion about what is freemasonry what happens here what happens there but it gives you that overall idea of how you can connect to these places and irrespective of what it is heritage walks are really interesting everybody should just jump into these things whenever you get to know because that's the way you connect with your city irrespective whether you have whether sorry whether you were born in that city or not doesn't matter tomorrow if i ever get to see a heritage walk in bangalore i'll definitely come to know i definitely jump into that one it's also a matter of learning our country's history right i think uh, india being a country so big there are so many aspects to our history and it's impossible to know every single thing but i think yes. such initiatives should be encouraged and you know True. you you just get to know your country so well i think there's i feel very proud about it when i think about it 
So true, so true. Uh, coming back to my experiences in these places, right? Like once what happened was that I think this was my first time when uh, I wanted to really visit uh, the Freemasons Hall in Mumbai because like uh, my city, right? Like I, I, this this is my motherland, I used to actually call it. And that bonding is not just because of the city. The, the bonding is because of the people around us. The bonding is because of the, the things which I actually uh, go through. So that is the same thing for most of the people whom I have come to know in Freemasonry as well. You know, when I actually visited uh, Freemasons Hall in Mumbai for the first time, I was able to uh, talk to these guys, some of them who are 90 plus years old and still come to lodge meetings on a regular basis. I can't say every other month, but as and when they are able to, they will definitely be there. I I got the opportunity to uh, meet some of the brethren who... Uh, I think was 92 or 91 years old and he was like Ranesh I come here I enjoy my time with my friends and everything and then obviously I was just sitting for maybe I thought maybe the dinner will be served or something will be happening but turns out that they wanted to keep it as a low-key saying and this fellow this person was superb he came and told me Ranesh at the end sometimes dinner is supposed to be done only with your family so eat with us keep some place in your pocket in your stomach and go have dinner at home so let me bring in one uh, another little interesting aspect. You know, generally I don't like formal clothes or you know coat suit, and I somehow uh, don't enjoy wearing that food too long. But when it comes to our Masonic meetings, you know, we have to be you know pretty sharply dressed and whatnot. Yes, there's something about putting on that suit and going to the lodge and meeting with the bros. <laughs> you know, just uh, so even in this pandemic time, like everything is gone virtual, right? So when we brother from my lodge when we meet up we actually turn up in our suits and you know even with shoes i am literally wearing shoes in my bedroom that's where you know my computer and everything is and my wife is like you have to just sit in one place and you have to talk why do you have to wear shoes for that <laughs> but then i can't explain it, it, it this come. to yeah it just comes that wheel doesn't come otherwise so <laughs> exactly i think these are the things which actually uh I think it makes us a bit different, or maybe a bit odd, but that's who exactly is it. So when I, I, as I said, right, like when this brother was telling me these information, it was very interesting to get a view or get a perspective from them on how it is. He spoke about so many stuff about what happens, what is it, the heydays of Freemasonry, the things which are not right, the things which are amazing right now. There is so much to learn from. Uh, from, from them there is so much to learn from yourself obviously because when you actually get to hear all these things it kind of just like dwells into that and that made me just suddenly think like who are these folks like who are these people who are with us but Freemasonry has so many among us and there is like so a lot of things interesting about it and all I was actually trying to look at who are the famous people in us no you know why do why do we always do that We're like why do we actually try to find famous people so that people can connect with them and uh, Shishir, for you, Dada by Nauroji, JRD Tata, Feroz Shah Mehta, Jamshed Ji Jijabai, Karim Bai Ibrahim, Bula Bai Desai, who was one of the freedom fighters, mm-hmm. Srimant Shankar Rao Patwardhan. These are some of those 
heavy weights these are these like when you actually listen to them you if you listen to the story now they kind of just make you like proud about what they have done what they have achieved and you would like to look up to them and do all these things and that's exactly what they got even from freemasonry they got that voice they were able to stand up and do this and freemasonry at that time even though we were fighting with the british for all the things which were happening or whatever it was there was obviously fraternity also people were exchanging that information and ensuring that they get to know about all these things that's just fascinating man i mean the whole aspect of sharing a lords with a group of people you know you want to set out of the country and you know have a different bubble sort of a thing is kind of interesting in its own right because while at one point you both agree that yeah we have different ways of thinking but at yes. the same time you find a common ground where you keep all those things aside and say for these few hours for these few days we are just human beings coming together <laughs> to be a better person and that's right that's let's right. just deal with that you know i think that's the important thing agree to disagree but don't kill each other <laughs> let me be very yes, blunt on I- that exactly uh two more interesting things which i came to know about uh there is a cafe right next to freemasons hall named goose and gridiron uh most of the freemasons over here who are listening to us they know what is the meaning of the goose and gridiron uh for our listeners who do not know goose and gridiron was the place where the first united uh, well where the first premier grand lodge of england was actually constituted like wherein they all came together and thought that okay we should have a grand lodge and the place where they will meet at that the the, the first meeting was at obviously at the goose and gridiron so uh, i by the way uh, shishu just to let you know i have met the owner of the place he is a freemason he is a he is a mason in a scottish lodge and uh, i had actually visited the scottish lodge it was amazing fun that was one of those best evenings wherein i was able to meet with all of these guys have an amazing chat they don't know me okay they don't know me my name uh, except for my name because obviously i sent them an email and spoke with them and everything but otherwise they don't but by the end it was such an amazing fun this was by the way lodge foreman in the scottish lodge in the scottish constituency and uh, the person who owns the uh, place goose and gridiron uh, cafe actually is a member of that lodge foreman but by the way if any of you guys are listening and who are interested in going to the goose and gridiron by any chance please do go you will find the cornerstone uh, we will come uh, we will talk about the cornerstone in one of our future episodes somewhere but the cornerstone of freemasons hall is actually located in that goose and gridiron pub itself right outside so you can actually go and see that you can take photographs of it do a selfie or whatever it's going to be fun you will go inside the place inside that pub inside the sorry inside the cafe you will find photos of freemasons uh, sorry freemason symbols you will actually be able to talk about it the menu card has some information overall it's an amazing thing and in case anyone does go there let them know that you heard about them on the ashlers in case you never heard yes. of them before uh, but uh, Uh, i hope they know us though <laughs> <laughs> no we will i i think i have already spoken with some of the scottish brethren and they definitely do know us about it uh, and awesome. along with this freemason this freemasons hall in bombay right uh, there is a funny thing which i wanted to talk about uh, there was one video which i had seen once upon a time about freemasons hall in pune uh, this fellow was like standing outside of the freemasons hall and is trying to bring some conspiracy about uh, it being a very sinister place and that place this is a very old video by the way i don't think i was able to find it uh, now Even so I this guy has it. a 
Yeah, so this guy has like a e music at the background. Like, oh, this is an amazing. This is a very dangerous place, and something is happening. Something is going on. We will try to enter. Hope we are not killed in this process. And I was like, what? Why are you getting killed? And why are you even recording if this is supposed to be so scary? Or might as well call the to police. Be honest. <laughs> <laughs> exactly, they were just going inside this place. And the best part was, I think there was this one fellow with all the suit and all standing in corner smoking a cigarette. He suddenly looks at them and like, what? Like this is a very dangerous place. Uh, uh okay fine whatever do what you want and it just continued with this work so you know that is what actually i felt somehow hit me like it really doesn't matter what you want to tell wrong about somebody it just doesn't we don't really care half of the time we should care there are times when i feel that we should but then we realize that eh, people will keep talking about us every now and then it it's never going to change anyway <laughs> so rinesh like they say empty utensils make the most noise while yes. the ones which are filled up will be stable and hold their ground because of the weight of the contents within them so uh, at the end of the day these um, you know these people who want to make too much about nothing will amount to nothing <laughs> it just yes. comes yes. to that you kept so, it you kept it properly yeah <laughs> all right so now folks uh, that brings us towards the end of our segment uh, for this episode but as i promised in the beginning there is something that i would like to bring up and you know this is the beauty of engagement you know uh, when listeners engage with the creators magic happens things only get better so uh, one of our listeners had reached out to us saying that uh, we missed out on some key information about coimbatore when we were talking about tamil nadu in our previous episode so we would like to bring that information here and ensure that you know we are giving uh, we are not uh, missing out on any key information nor are we giving any wrong information so just to set the record straight uh, rinesh please if you can bring it up oh, oh, first of all thank you obviously for the one who actually brought this across so in coimbatore obviously coimbatore also has uh, freemasons uh, and freemasons hall over there and everything apparently i came to know that there is a masonic medical center for children which is literally managed everything by the freemasons over there and a very close friend of mine was actually uh, telling me once that she uh, when obviously when she was uh, young uh, like as a child and all she was actually treated there and it was so good for her that the doctors were amazingly nice and everything was working out well for her by the way most of uh, some of our listeners would actually be able to connect this with the shriners which we know in us the shriners hospital the way they actually do all these things and this is this is the beauty of freemasonry like we like to give back and this in coimbatore is one of the way when the freemasons wanted to give back to the society well if you don't give back to the society then what do you like what are you doing <laughs> um I agree the, yeah and the other one important aspect i'd like to bring up is that you know a lot of people attribute charity with money uh, mm. but you know let me set the record straight on your charity need not always be money or even you know some goods it could even be random acts of kindness now if you are let's say for example if you are a doctor or an engineer or whatever whatever profession you are in if you are able to give a few hours a month maybe a week just to help someone out of you know your own free will and accord for no for nothing in return like let's say if you are a doctor and you say that every week say 2 hours i'll go to some particular place sit in the clinic and do it for free 
Hmm. Right. So that is again charity. So it just comes to that. Now you might do it at a very subsidized rate or do it for free. Up to you how you want to do it. Whatever helps you sustain yourself as well. Right. It has to be practical too. So I think that is the importance uh, importance of charity that I want to just bring up over here. since yes, we spoke yes. about uh, you know uh, the masonic hospital and the uh, shriners i thought this is something that will set the context straight so that's right that's right uh, by the way before i forget i would like to obviously place my record or place my sincere thanks to brother rajesh sampath who is actually a member of an irish lodge who gave me most of this information who directed me to certain sites which i was able to find and uh, including give me a paper by very worshipful brother anirudh pradhan who actually uh, has a lot of information about irish lodges in india i would also like to obviously place my thank to uh, brother noshir who actually gave me more information about the scottish lodges the websites which are available already if you search about them you will get all those information about english lodges and the indian lodges but in case if you feel it is way too much to search and find out what is happening reach out to us and i think we should be able to help you yes our links are in the description guys so feel free to go to that we are active on uh, facebook instagram uh, so leave a comment we put out stories whenever we you know go live with our episodes so engage with that at the end of the day bottom line is come talk to us you know we are not saying we are too higher up you can't talk to us no we are at the same level wherever you are so you know we encourage you to come engage with us it really helps and you have already seen uh, you know a, a good positive thing that came out of it one of the brothers told us hey this is something about coimbatore you guys never spoke of well we brought it up now so in that spirit uh, come talk to us know more about masonry or generally any questions if you might have we would love to address them so with that folks we come to an end of today's episode i hope you liked it uh, let us know what you think and definitely we can improve ourselves so looking forward to those kind of feedback as well you know we you can get a little technical with this that's cool all right so until next time uh, rinesh where are we headed next do you want to give a hint or you want to give the answer straight up i think the answer is easy let's go to north let's go to the seat of power new delhi all righty delhi chalo <laughs> thank you folks for joining and thank you again rinesh and all the brethren who helped us everybody goodbye Well, that just about wraps it up, folks. We sincerely hope that you liked our episode and got a glimpse into the fascinating world of Freemasonry. And what better way than to hear about it from those who are the humble members of the Gentle Craft? If you have any queries about what we shared on this episode, or generally on this podcast, or even about Freemasonry, please check out the show notes. for links to the grand lords of india's website or feel free to write us an email please do look forward to the next episode